Yo everyone, welcome to New Wannabes episode, season 2, episode... Fuck this. <laughs> this is such a bad intro. <laughs> well, whatever. I've It's episode 9, season 2, I don't care. Anyway, this is my first time doing the intro, <laughs> but... <laughs> Not so easy, is it? Not so easy. No, no. Fuck fuck this. Fuck this. But anyway, this is the stuff we're going to be talking about this week, just kind of as a brief overview to kick (laughs) off the podcast. We're going to do the Cania patch. We're going to get into some volleyball, not Haikyuu, but some melee volleyball. We're going to talk about the Xanadu rollback and that being region locked now and its implications. I want to talk about expectations in a more broad scale JD and I will do a weekly recap, as always, and then we'll answer some Discord community questions. So, Hell yeah. 10 out of 10 intro, right, JD? Pretty good. Um, I'm JD, by the way. Nice to meet everyone. He's not important. Nope. Don't... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's yeah. Wasabi, right. also. Yeah, what's up, everyone? What's <laughs> up? Glad we, uh, we were able to switch things up. Uh, but it's been two weeks since we recorded last week. Wednesday we released a 1v1 instead of a normal episode so we have a shitload to go through so I think we should just jump into it right yeah yeah let's start out with the with the news first so obviously the new patch came out with Akania for I mean the main thing right that everyone's talking about is is melee volleyball but they did introduce some other stuff as well right well and wolf wolf and And volleyball yeah yeah I mean, there's a lot to go through. Obviously, the first thing that caught my eye was volleyball. I played a, I played a little wolf. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not super interested in learning a new character, but I love yeah. watching the clips and all that. Um, so, super happy. I think with Wolf specifically, it's more about the implications of like, oh man, we could patch new characters in now. And within a few days, people are talking about this being a pm2 like this because you could play on rollback Mm -hmm. this patch can be like the successor to project m and that just got a lot of people excited you know so it got me excited too they could add like zero suit samus or diddy or like they could do whatever they want now and uh Mm -hmm. that's i think that's the biggest thing for me Did, did wolf get your juices flowing were you excited I'll be honest, it it didn't get my juices flowing as as much as you'd expect. Hmm. Um, mainly because I'm still playing the box, so I'm just trying to play Fox right now. Right. <laughs> uh, I I I can't even learn a new character at this point. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, I mean, it it just reminded me of like PM. I was like, okay, so like this is kind of gonna be like PM. I think what I was more impressed about than anything else was just like the. I mean, we knew that characters could get patched in and stuff like that, but again, just, like, the community surprised me in how passionate they are in Mm -hmm. terms of, like, being able to just, like, do things off the fly and to have, quote, like, knock on wood, like, like that freedom to to do it, you know, because fuck Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And that's what really got me. I mean, I think Wolf is really cool. I don't know like how other characters will be patched up or like if it will be ever like i'd be more interested once like it starts delving into competitive play but as a but it felt just like we were kids again right like oh my gosh like i left my gamecube on for like 20 hours and got mewtwo and then find out that he sucks but the wolf doesn't suck and that's the fun part about it yeah yeah i think for a long time there's been this like um 
melee is sacred don't touch it we're happy it doesn't have patches we're happy that it's been the same and the meta can develop and all that um but the fact that this was like clearly made by melee players it was made with a lot of love the rollout was fairly clean i mean some bugs but they're already like patching it and fixing things Mm and um i think uncle punch is a part of the team too um so i think because we've seen this kind of steady rollout of different patches rollback being the biggest thing now it's like oh what else can we do and and why why haven't we been doing this and it's just just been a general embrace because we know there's like is an unspoken thing like this is never going to replace melee like we're never going to have um this be the primary thing over the original game because it's so rock steady like melee's not going away melee can't be killed by another melee it's it's only going to be like a supplement um i'm excited to see how tournaments go like you said like the competitive side of this because it's totally viable i mean Mm -hmm. um why not have like host both instead of you know hosting doubles or whatever like this is the side of it this is and Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully the pm community can embrace it as well and you know get to play the thing is i'm more curious about the pm community on whether they were hyped for it or if they just wanted pm rollback you know right right. and i think that's the the biggest biggest thing because that community especially has been you know just through tougher times than than the melee community has so Mm. how how do we bring them into the circle because obviously you know listening to what daddy nintendo says doesn't really work right nope and so that's what i'm really curious about though talking about you know patches did i want to get into volleyball oh i think that was that was sick i I haven't played it yet but like the meta behind it and like that being a fun side event and like along with like a rishi's jungle jam or something like that would that's just like good good on air time while you're waiting for top 32 and i think that's what's gonna be interesting like i've been really impressed with like also the creativity that you see from like save state obviously with link and and the bomb stuff and then also like calvar i know like had like this nasty like weak hit fair serve with marth into like a spike Mm -hmm. and so i think the counterplay and the meta of that is actually like can be balls to the wall crazy yeah totally agree i mean volleyball is the most intuitive way to take a melee game and like make it into a mini game into a sport because it just it's so easy to pick up you understand the rules you just play around with the physics and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's just another sandbox and the character um rain like there's like, I was playing... So, I played day one, right? And yeah, I was yeah. in Discord with, with us upstate homies, and we were doing doubles right away. Doubles Yeah, volleyball. I think volleyball teams is the wave also. A hundred percent. More than singles. And I, we were just doing random characters, and I got Bowser. And at first, I'm like, oh, shit, dude, Bowser sucks. But then I start serving, and Bowser's forward smash is... Have you ever played Mario Baseball? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's like it, it's literally bowser as a pitcher so that's amazing so you could control the speed depending on how much you charge it and then he's all of a sudden not that bad i mean you have a back air and you fall fast and he's, he's still bowser so like you keep a back in the back end and you you know but <laughs> things like that there's so much to explore and it was just a blast discovering all the different tricks you could do the different combinations like 
um, setting up with Link and doing dare spikes and realizing Falco's busted and then developing a counterplay to Falco's dare, like all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the first hour of playing it, it's just this beautiful new toy. I think the Melee community did a good job of embracing and making content around from top to bottom. People are all over it. And uh, I definitely you... the biggest thing in the patch was volleyball, even above Wolf. Volleyball above was like 100%. Oof, hell yeah. Do uh, the lasers hit the ball? I'm just curious. Like Falco lasers? Falco Falco lasers do. They don't go past the um, net, though. They get stopped uh, by the net. Okay, okay, okay. I see, uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't had time, because as you can see by this room, I'm still moving in and stuff. Right. But, but I was curious, because I was thinking a Falco-Kirby duo would be interesting. <laughs> That's funny. If, if, if you could just do Kirby and just like, straight down the line. Uh, well, there's definitely a lot of uh, variety in characters. I, I don't know if Kirby Kirby might still suffer from the low speed syndrome. Yeah, of course, of course. But who knows? We might see as a, as a gimmick. We I might know. see some, yeah, some really gimmicky teams if if the meta continues to develop, which I think it definitely will, because people yeah. will host tournaments with money behind it, and all of a sudden you get these crazy ass people like just labbing the shit out of the game. Uh, it's it's just it's just like fun i think it's such a great way to get more casual people into the game the setup is fairly easy you know you still need a controller and all that but like it's things like this beyond the character um you know the possibilities the game and mini game possibilities um people there's gonna be flood flooding ideas on twitter and like what's the next thing and Mm-hmm. it's it's gonna really like that's that's really exciting is that melee is gonna keep evolving because we broken through the chains of trying to cooperate with nintendo we'll make our own games thank you very much with your engine thanks again yeah you know yeah i think that's gonna be the most interesting part i'm i'm super excited for for the volleyball for the vo- evolve evolving volleyball meta i think that's gonna be really really cool and i'm sure we'll see the melee labbers come out with stuff too so that's what i'm excited for can't wait dude i can't wait to see um just some because there's people that i think this is going to merge the um you know the combo people the people who create crazy combos i think they're gonna have a a bit of a say in these sort of things because that you think so i think so because they do they they have like set up into like finish so i Mm -hmm. think that they're it's like i think what they're attracted to is the puzzle of that mm-hmm. and there's certainly a puzzle to be unlocked with volleyball serves because it's always the same it's like do can you make these one inputs and really what's exciting is like setting it up and then having a mix-up so you have like a hard spike versus like a backline hit yeah so those it's not just about like putting it right oh i could talk about this for hours but we're getting we're getting deep into this episode so i want to hear any final thoughts on volleyball <laughs> No, I'm I'm just really excited for it. So I, I'm I'm gonna be lo- wait, looking out for for some volleyball clips. We'll uh, we could get some games going soon. I'm sure our Discord would be down. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds me, fun. Me and you will team, and we'll we'll play some volleyball, dude. Yeah, that sounds hype. Hell yeah. Um, sadly, we are on different coasts, so we're not gonna have the region lock. And speaking of region lock, some I pretty there. 
pretty big news. Thank you. Pretty big news coming out of Xanadu this week. Um, they have decided to split their tournament into region locked east and west. Big deal. Um, that's a that's a very big deal because Xanadu was starting to get some really strong, consistent numbers on a Wednesday. It's like that slot is Xanadu time. Mm-hmm. And for them to like, you know, take community uh, feedback and decide to make this pretty big step means that they really care about the integrity of everything. And they they're also smart about business. So they know that this is probably a good business decision, too. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to where I'm standing as a TO of HNC, which is being delayed again, by the way, it's probably mm-hmm. it's going to end up being a monthly at this point, but whatever. Um, there might be uh, some collaborations of, you know, East Coast region lock tournaments, you know, combining tournament results and starting to put together a, a ranking or at least a mid-year ranking. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the type of thing that the earlier, the better we get our, you get the word out that this is going to happen and add some legitimacy to this. Like th- this is a bit of a, a, uh, a boost to the com- com- competitive aspect of everything. Like I want to fight for this ranking. Let's, let's make a top 50 or whatever. And Xanadu is going to play a big role in that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that region lock is the way to go. I mean, I think the interesting thing is I'm just more curious on like how the meta might evolve. Then if people are just net playing with like, the same players fighting the same players and that sort of stuff. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move, though, in terms of, like, competitive integrity, just to make sure. Because not everyone has the best internet, and so that's widely debated. And it's almost like a witch hunt, too, where it's like, you have a bad game. (laughs) You know, you you might blame the internet or something like that, which I'm not a fan of. But I think that, like, there is some merit to it as well, so... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the East Coast and West Coast kind of evolves from here on out. Yeah. Um, it's not every tournament doing it yet, but Xanadu was probably the biggest one. Um, HNC needs to have a few more tournaments before it's considered like one of the bigger tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Because every major that's coming out, um, and I think Gallant did a good job with, with how they handled it, but with other majors coming out they they kind of can't afford to split it entirely so there's still a lot of maneuvering and flexibility that's going to go on with how tos decide to handle this i hope that the coalition expands behind gimmer and and vgbc um but overall i think it's a really important announcement that they made you know that they're kind of backing Hax's idea and other people's idea to to make tournaments strictly region locked um i think it's important i think it's good but we'll see how it unfolds yeah i mean even then like maybe just top aiding at at an event would be good you know like do do everything to top top four you know like i know right now they do everything to top 16 Mm -hmm. and then you play open but it'd be interesting maybe to do like a top eight or top four so it adds up to top 16 or top eight where east and west meet i think that might be interesting yeah i think that's um i really like that format personally getting also it just for getting like it to the top viewers eight. time 
it's it's tricky because even then it's like once you get to top eight all of a sudden the integrity is like completely explodes but at the same time it's like everyone's getting that experience at the same time so yeah. if, if if there's a standardized thing i think you're right by the way i'm behind I'm, i guess i'm just playing devil's advocate of like yeah of from course. from a player's perspective um there's still a bit of frustration of like all right region locked good 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 and all of a sudden it's like okay now i have to play almost a different mindset or a different game um once you get to these really high level matches so yeah it's never gonna be perfect yeah i mean but but the run to top eight where where it combines is still legitimate which is what i'm i'm thinking and top four means that you place individually like it can be more of an exhibition thing you know like for the viewer and i don't see why that would be an issue yeah you know i think it's just about you know, I, I don't know. I, I agree with it, and I, I know why people are going into this, like, ultra-competitive thing and being ultra-competitive, too. I, like, I understand it, but I think, like, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves in the community where, like, we're just able to play people now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's not forget that, like, come six months ago, this wasn't a thing. Right. Right? So, like, I think, like, there's not a lot of, like, gratitude towards just like the fact that like i can play someone from mdva and there's gonna be some rollback and that's totally okay and like and stuff like that i think it's it's just like people's expectations of how quickly we can ramp up this is 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 what's is what kind of i'm trying to get at i think people are expecting too much too Mm -hmm. quickly yeah i think it's important for community leaders specifically to have patience and to have open dialogue and to make sure that all these conversations with TOs and um, uh, tournament heads specifically, not just the organizers, but like the heads are making decisions thoughtfully and, and taking real criticism and not like day of like this guy sucks or God, this guy always gives me problems with internet or internet tier lists or whatever you know mm-hmm. there's there's ways to do this that is productive and there's ways to do it that kind of whips people up in a frenzy and and makes a lot of these decisions harder to come by um granted the the decisions to make a weekly um region locked is kind of a no-brainer at this point so yeah. that's all credits do there but now it's like okay what are the implications for majors our major is going to be always region locked now i think there's a huge hesitancy to do that so what's the next step um and i mean gallant was the first to to put their opinions out there they said up to 16 it's split um and we'll see next steps if xanadu does pound what, what are they gonna do with pound you know and yeah there's a lot up in the air yeah and i think it's it's really just about like how do i explain it it's just you know, we're just able to play melee right now. Like, I think that's like it's it's taken so for granted, and I think like maybe people are just trying to make it like for like two tournaments and mm. stuff like that. And we could just do so much more with rollback now. Like, like exhibition matches. Like, there should just be more exhibition matches, more salty sweets, like more of that sort of thing. I think that would be really cool. Like, the Cody Hbox thing was really interesting, but we should have more of those. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. 
I mean, there's no real ranking coming out also, and, like, the only thing that would be legitimate is, like, a, if, like, if everyone decides that the only legitimate thing is regional, region-locked events, and that top eight is simply for fun and exhibition, I don't see why it would be so hard to, like, adopt that practice. Mm. And, and, like, and just account for that there might be a rollback here, here or there. And that's tough with Melee, especially with how fast the game moves, mm. but like we can play from new york to california like that is ridiculous like if rollback never happened no one would be complaining about like thinking about it you know sure and i think that's like the thing i i think it's a good point if if we just try to spread the gratitude of it that might just solve a lot of the because much of the issue isn't that you know, there's not competitive integrity. It's the attitude towards it. It's the yes. backlash. It's like the drama and that's, it's not needed. So I think it's a really good way to kind of end this, this topic is to say it again. We, <laughs> we were not able to do this as of June of last year. And now it's, you know, it's enriched all of our lives and our melee scene and just don't take it for granted. Enter tournaments and be happy. Yeah exactly and it kind of goes into my next sort of thing that i wanted to kind of rant about which is expectations in general and and it's something that i've been thinking about lately because you know i i am finally getting settled slowly um still i'm mostly unpacking a lot of stuff today but you know i have the computer set up as you can see and and the pc set up despite the little scare of it breaking in shipment and and I don't know, I was playing the last few days, getting warmed up again, trying to get back to where I was, you know, over the holiday time where I got to net play a lot. And I noticed myself getting really frustrated, you know, and and, and I was like, and I was getting really frustrated because I felt like I could see what was happening, what my opponent was doing and not executing it properly on the box. And I kind of had to like pull myself back, take a step back and like really think about like what I was really expecting especially on like day one of playing the box after like a two-week hiatus just because of like shipping and moving to cali and stuff like that and and really being like like do you really like deserve to get mad about this like you're one still on a new controller that you picked up in october and two you haven't like played for like two weeks because of the move like is this really what you were like did you really expect that you would be like fine after that you know and i think like there's a difference between being hopeful and expecting something and kind of being really honest with yourself about it and so i don't know i realized that and like the tilt and like all of that like start going down a little bit more and and stuff like that and coincidentally obviously you play better like that anyway but i think i just wanted to bring up this topic of like expectation versus hopefulness and like there's such a stark difference between it you know like knowing that you can play a certain way and expecting that you'll play that way is are two very very different things and and throw in the third of hoping that you play that way yeah oh man i i love this topic and for well i was just playing before we uh before we recorded and Mm -hmm. i've been kind of on and off i I need to get a new controller i think because i've tried cleaning it and it, I, I still get really sticky R button, and so I'm, 
I'm throwing in the towel. It's been a few years. I'm going to get another controller. But okay. when it comes to playing with the controller that's giving me problems, and it's been a few weeks now, um, I've been able to set my expectations very low for when I touch the controller, when I when I go on unranked or when I play a buddy. And I realized that once I did that, um, I don't know if just serendipitously it gave me less problems. I still light shield every now and then without wanting to, but I was able to kind of revert back to a comfortable play. I was able to play bills and like actually keep up with him. He always kicks my ass, but I'm like, all right, these are good games, you know, um, mm-hmm. going on ranked, pull out my Falco, do cool things with Falco. And once now that you're talking through it, I'm putting it together for myself. And I think it's really important to always, come back to this idea just like with gratitude in the last section like expectations almost is like the yin and yang of that and especially with melee like if you put it down if you're just like okay i'm I'm gonna just play and not not really care if i can't do things it's easy when you could put that onto something else like i think it's actually pretty healthy to say this is a new controller so i'm not gonna expect to be as good as i used to be that's it makes a lot of sense and it also kind of solves it for a little bit as long as you keep that on the mind my controller isn't working well i'm not going to play great um and if i don't then i'm okay with having that be outside of my control so i think that's it's a really important topic um i'm curious what you think about like going forward how how you want to manage like where your head's at right now yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's really just reminding that this is going to be a long process, that I'm not going to be able to hit the things that I want to hit or execute the things I see in my head. And, like, that's part of it, and that's why I like Melee. Also, like, I'm me getting frustrated about it, that it sucks, is partially because it's a mix of me thinking that I would be better on the controller, which might not even be true. And two, like, on the GameCube controller. And then two, also, like, it, it's a perception of uh, me. I'm not meeting me where I'm at, you know? Like, it's, I'm thinking of myself as this past player, you know, pre-COVID, 14 in, in NYC, stuff like that, on, on this GameCube controller. Not as, like, me now being a little bit busier with work and the new job and also switching controllers you know fully and and stuff like that just because i really like it and i and and it's and and being really patient about it you know and i think i'm like hoping in the back of my head that it it is going to be shorter and not a year but it probably will just be a year you know it's just like it's just that's how it is like there are going to be things that i'm going to be doing and i think when i said the reason i love melee is because what makes melee fun is that it's not just a brain puzzle you know it's not just like oh i see what you're doing so i instantly win you have to execute it right and so that's the other half of it you know and if i can't do that then that's fine because that's where i'm at right now but i wouldn't take it any other way because like that's what makes melee fun if it was the other way around and i had infinite amount of time like say with maybe chess or something you know then i then i would just play chess right but but we're here out here playing melee so i think it's it's just kind of having a different perspective resetting and and kind of not expecting too much while still putting in in the work to get better yeah oh yeah i 
and while you're talking about that, like I think that applies to so many other things. Expectations, obviously, is a very generalized thing. Yeah, of course. And right now, I feel very similar in the way I'm training my puppy, because there's, I I just got into like watching a lot of YouTube videos for it. Maybe a little late, but better late than never. And understanding like how to actually train a dog, like the step by step, not really not not as much theory, just literally watching someone else do it and then being like okay let me try the exact same things and part of it's working really well like she's actually coming along much more than i would expect myself to know like at this stage because i never trained a dog before Mm -hmm. and every day i have to go into the training and realize that she's not going to be as good at this one thing as she was at the end of yesterday's training session like skills are going to deteriorate very, very fast at this stage. And so it is a very long process. There are things she's terrible at. She shits in the house <laughs> daily. And like every day there's a new shit in a new place. And that's funny. That sort of thing. It's like, there's no, there's no way to train a puppy to just go outside. And then it's like solved. It's just not how these things work. And it's a very different kind of, experience because i'm training myself too to like really have patience to make sure that i'm not um doing too much at once if i'm teaching her to stay you literally go little steps at a time and it feels very melee-esque in the sense of like you have this skill you do it in the most refined environment like by yourself and you just Mm -hmm. wave dash back and forth back and forth and that's how you learn to wave dash we're teaching a dog to stay you say stay and then you don't do anything. Give the treat right away. Stay. You take like a micro step back. Good job. You do that three times. Then you take two steps back. Good job. Feed, feed, feed. And it's constant reinforcement building very, very slowly up. Um, and then the next day you have to kind of take a few steps back and try again. And then like reinforce and all this stuff. So I, it's really cool you picked this topic. Um, I think with – I think anyone listening – can apply that mindset to something that's bothering them because a lot of times our ego gets in the way and and makes us feel pain. It makes us feel like we're not good enough. And that could, that stems from like our expectations of what we should be. So it's important to keep, uh, keep our minds on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling right now and looking for, for it but really it, it kind of reminds me of this graph that you know if i can find it post editing magic will will pop up on the screen with it All but right. but it really it was something that shout outs dark to for it but it was something where he talks about it a lot with music being a music teacher right and it was kind of these like two sine waves of like where you think you're good at something like art or something like that but you're you realize that your actual knowledge of it isn't isn't where you think it is and then the reverse can happen where you don't realize how much you know and and that's when you feel the best is when because your expectations are a lot less you know and it's these kind of two intertwining sine waves and i think it describes the entire situation about expectation really interestingly and it's 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 a cycle right like you will literally just cycle through it infinitely as you move up and get better but yeah, I th- but, I, that's that's a pretty concise way to put it. I think I, I was following along pretty well. 
You were following along. Okay. I well, that's it. that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have to to find it now. But yeah, I mean, expectation is is really really big, right? And it really kind of can make or break how you feel after an event and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that like you shouldn't be frustrated after events. I'm just saying that like it the change in perspective like helps you recover and helps you keep moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, cool. any any other thoughts? It feels like we uh we tied it up pretty well. So, no, I think that that's that's about it in in my head. Sweet. I think we we did tie it up pretty well. All right, and we are back. See, look how good that was. <laughs> yeah, but you left, you didn't say anything after. You didn't need to. Everyone understood what it was. I guess so, but you have to have a segue into what we're what the next topic is. Yeah, but this is the segue. We're talking about our week and how it how it's been. Great. So, how's your week been, JD? <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. So last week was, um, honestly, it kind of blended into everything else. It was a full week mm-hmm. of work, um. I, on that front, like there's a lot of developments going on. It's, it's pretty stable, but I'm trying to make some cool moves, doing more content with, with mm-hmm. my job, which is uh ramping up a bit, which is cool. And yeah. hopefully I'm trying to make a move to make that my full-time position. Um, but there's a lot of politicking and, you know, resource, they have to open up resources, they have to go through the proper channels. It's a pretty big company. So there's certain ways to do these things. Um, so I'll let you know how that develops, but overall it's going fine. And I've been training my dog big time, trying to get this dog up to speed with the basics of like sit, stay, fetch, um, pooping outside. As I said, has been difficult, but, uh, I found this YouTube channel, um, that I should give a shout out to, but I don't know. I just keep looking up train dogs and finding the same guy i don't it doesn't yeah. matter he'll he, he'll fine he'll be fine without my shout out but they've been really good um he's been really helping me figure out like he'll have a whole episode on like biting like how do you stop biting and seeing him train a puppy the exact same age as my dog um and seeing that like it's not just us that are having these issues it's like very mm-hmm. common there's ways to deal with it um, has really like made me feel a lot better about our puppy's progress because um, I think there's an expectation that like dogs will come in and they'll just kind of know some stuff and that any mistakes are like our personal failures or on the flip side like personal uh, failures of the dog that can't be helped and finding out like no it's a bit of a mix we have to take some responsibility but also realize that like we can't solve everything right away um it's made the whole process a lot less intimidating and allowed us to kind of enjoy our time with our dogs so much more you know it's not a fight Mm -hmm. to like get her to sit because i know that or like you know stay on my lap because i know you know i can't get her to be in a position she doesn't want to be in you know i need to cater to her needs often and then once i do that she becomes a wonderful dog um so that's been kind of the dominant thing is definitely raising the puppy um and she's wonderful and she got a puppuccino today 
which, nice. which is just just a cup of whipped cream. <laughs> I I love a, a puppuccino as well. Oh, who wouldn't, man? They're free. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I wonder if you can go up and order one for yourself. Well, I think you can. Um, I don't know if you need to show proof that you have a dog or anything, but she, Ashley went into the Starbucks without the dog and came out with a puppuccino. Oh man, I might do that for myself. I want a cup of whipped cream. <laughs> you, have to, uh, you have to eat it like a dog, though. But hey, yeah, well, that save that for our our, our uh, subscriber special. Yeah. Oh, next that, milestone. That'll be put on our Patreon once we launch it. Uh, that's pretty much my week, though. Played some volleyball. Played yeah. a little bit of melee, but mostly it's focus on work and the dog. But things are nice, going nice. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, nothing really. You know, I already kind of talked about my week with the the whole ex expectation spiel but you know just still getting settled in still moving in got my office now getting you know work's been busy and stuff like that so that's about it i think we should move on to sort of the next thing uh which is quickly do you want to talk about what we have in store with the 1v1 series boy do i ever i i want to take a second and do something that's going to be pretty contrived but there's a reason for it, and I'm gonna I want to do like a very um, scar before grand finals esque introduction to this to be used in a trailer, and it might okay. might be lame. It might go very poorly. I didn't rehearse this. I have nothing written down. I'm just gonna see if it comes out well. But I want to go over and try to say some things, and and maybe it'll make the trailer. Here we go. Let's see it. Here we go. Let's see it. No pressure. No pressure. When was the last time you did improv? About 12 months ago. All right. Well, let's go then. The Melee community is full of character. We have been able to bless the screen with our presence, with our game, and to bless your ears with some of the best commentators to grace the microphone. And the saddest thing of the past two decades is that some of these stories have gone untold. Gone untold? No! I can edit it. That was loud. That was loud. Have gone warning. untold. This month will be the greatest collection of stories that our community has to offer. Pew, 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 pew. Lightning effects, lightning effects, explosion, explosion. Sample here, sample here, gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. That, that's it. Sorry, that's it. sorry for breaking your eardrums, but... To the edit, when I edit it, it's not going to be that loud, so it's only for you. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. Well, I kind of want to give give it a shot too. That, this seems fun. Yeah, try it. Just like really, right. like really lame. <laughs> but try. All your right, best. all right. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. It's it's our podcast. We got we got time. Let's, um, let's see. All right. What scar do I want to take though? There's so many different scars. Take like twenty percent of scar. No, no, like what era scar? That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Don't worry, I I know. I'm just asking this for myself. Okay, okay. okay. 
JD, don't you find it weird that like we have so many amazing people in this community and we don't know any of their stories? Like, obviously I know yours and I know a few others, but like, what about all the other ones? Like, they just aren't there. They, they're almost non-existent. And as the Melee community, what the Melee community needs is for these stories to be told, for people to hear their voices, hear their experiences, hear their origin stories. And what Will Wannabe's podcast is going to do for this next month is release these stories to the people, for the people, by the people. So, yeah, tune into the Wannabe's podcast. We got a 1v1 series. Uh, Charlie Thomas, Jake Spear, PGH Carroll, and many more. Aglo, JMook to be coming also. Yeah, appreciate you. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was so good. That was way better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. How, how, is that? how is that as an intro? How is, how is that? For the people. That was That's what got me. You nailed that one. <laughs> All right, so in all seriousness, here's <laughs> here's what we have lined up. So last week we released Radar kind of as a uh, as like a patch to fill our weak void. Um, hey, for, first 1v1 of season two. Yeah. Hey, con- big, big congrats. Big shout outs to Radar. I, I thought it was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Recording it. Was really it. Good. Um, and so the next few names are a combination of people that have agreed to – and we've locked down a time to record um have agreed that we still have to do the logistics or we've fully recorded these so i'm not going to say which is which just these are all going no these are going to come out yeah chelly toms jake spear fendi alston melee jmook round two aklo round two pgh carol the elusive PGH, <laughs> the elusive PGH Carol, and our uh, our shining achievement will be Tof. We got we got Tof, baby. Yes, All that right. deserves a standing ovation. Yeah. Um, I'm. I. This is definitely like our most clouded collection of names. Um, I think the fact that Jmook and Aklo, the that we're like, hey, this is the return of these two has some pretty sick implications to it yeah i mean it's gonna be a continuation of their story now yeah which is gonna be interesting yeah and so those are actually the first two people we've had back right yeah no big honor big shout out to them first two first two uh rewinds or the double back or whatever we want to call it yeah Yeah. so that'd be that'd be interesting to like before we record listen to the first one again and then see what we could add on top of it all that um mm-hmm. we've also been collecting some really great questions from the discord for these people for the um i know you got some sick questions for pgh carol that i'm yeah i hope yep. you asked you did i asked all of them all right, i asked all of them so to to all the viewers camor cypher Mose, thank you so much for the questions big oh, yeah. shout outs are they are they are killing the discord discord's right been so much fun to hang out so in. much so poppin so um and yeah, for the I have like a collection of commentators, and I'm gonna ask them pretty much all the same questions and see what they all say. And that's that's been something that I've just been wanting from 
not from being a content creator, but from someone who consumes content. I've been wanting to like hear some of these questions be asked and, you know, people who've been at majors at top eights um, and had, you know, some of them are organizers of TOs, or not TOs, sorry, they're TOs mm-hmm. of uh, commentators and they, they pick the slots for them. It's just really interesting to to get their perspective on these things. So, whew, I'm I'm super pumped. We're gonna have a trailer coming out that I really want want to make like flashy and include those very contrived yeah, things we just did. Um, and these will probably <laughs> all be out um, in February, and we'll do That's like high. a February. Um, we had March. Schedule. We had March Madness last year. What would what what, what should February be this year? <laughs> I don't think February it, frenzy. I guess. I mean, that, that works. That's that's good enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was thinking no 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 uh, <laughs> no no fat February. No no fucking around February. Oh okay. Um. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. Well, name name TBD. But uh, two things I want to say about this. Yeah. One is. It's an absolute huge honor to be able to interview these people. I think two years ago, we didn't think we would be able to, like, get some of these people, all of them, honestly, on, on the podcast. So, super, super honored. I'm super excited for it. I know you're you're doing the bulk of the interviews because you got more time than I do. But still, huge to have them on our platform. Really big honor to to all of them. Big thanks. And then second is that... You know, I think the one interesting thing that's changed with our podcast is the Discord community questions mm-hmm. and that we can actually, we actually have a group now yeah. where we could go, hey, we're interviewing so-and-so. Do you have any questions? And I think that is what I'm really excited for too. Because not only do I want to know what you and me think, I mean, we talk more than enough on a weekly basis, right. daily basis sometimes, but I want to know what other people kind of want to want to ask and so i think that's going to be a big part of the season two 1v1 series that i'm really excited for absolutely yeah and this isn't this isn't like the entirety of the the season two this is probably like the season two first half or like the opener i guess you could say yeah it, it's it's the opener it's the first big one it's it's the genesis of of, of season two yeah. right it's it's the the first block curtain the first yeah yeah so so hopefully you know we carry this momentum I love recording 1v1s. I mean, um, as you were saying with, with Carol, that it was like, not not to s- step on your story with this, but... Go for it, go for it. You were saying how he just was able to talk so much, and you were just like, sweet, you know, <laughs> just like, go ahead, man. And whenever I have those conversations, like, I did record with Chelly Toms uh, last week, which mm-hmm. went great. I mean, she could talk for hours, and I felt like making a connection with someone who I respect in the community um, is one half of it, but also just being able to have the conversations with people that either agree with me on some things or in, in her case, like she actually was just like, no, I disagree. And like hearing her perspective on certain things is like, that's the whole reason we started this man. It's the whole reason we enjoy talking to each other is that we always have different opinions and are coming from different places. So mm-hmm. it's just such a joy to be able to continue to do this and, um to have built up i guess the respect the 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 reputation of being decent interviewers it's cool it's a it's a good feeling yeah no it's it's really exciting and yeah and now we get to do it uh, as a 
small community too yeah which is which is gonna be cool and kind of that segues to the last part very well as done always uh yeah see I've, i'm handling all the transitions to really well today Absolutely. didn't fuck up a single one of them all scripted all scripted. yeah well done <laughs> uh but you know we got some discord community questions and as always we got to end on those yep so jd you want to kick off with the, with the first one yes absolutely so um i want to give shout uh, just overall shout outs uh to kramer cypher andre mo and mose am i b- missing anyone uh that's i think that's that's the bulk of at yeah. the top of my head we have a bunch of questions here those guys all contributed and so i think instead of just doing like this question by blank because it's the same group you guys are all awesome let's answer your questions so yep. first one melee gets released after ultimate's dlc roster is fully released for the switch and is marketed as quote the canceled gamecube smash game how long do you think it would take people to realize how sick melee is um i'm gonna give this a dirty 30 i think yeah go for it it would be a very short amount of time because i know my cousin's kid he's about 10 years old they love playing melee on the computer. They emulate it and they just play against the computer. It's very easy to get onto. It's an addicting ass game. It just depends on the online and how um, accessible like the controllers will be. If you have to play on Joy Cons, it's not going to work. But if you can get the GameCube controllers with a good adapter, I think it can catch on really quickly. That's all I got. Yeah, my quick answer is it's going to have the hype of a new smash game mm-hmm. so it's going to be an instant success regardless of what it is in terms of competitive play it depends on the controller but honestly like i would put money that this would this game would blow up like easy it's an easy bet on my end yeah yep and i guess cool. i guess online would be a disaster but whatever online would be a disaster <laughs> but i think people would still love the game i mean think about like how many smash people like rishi and leffen got into ultimate and stuff like that sure. right when it went plop when it came out and continue to even mango right and so i'm just assuming the same thing will happen yeah okay word cool yeah probably will never happen though uh next question most of us melee fanatics believe that melee will never die for you guys, what did you? When did you first start to believe that? Was it as you fell in love with the game, or did that mindset change more recently? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll kick this question off. So this is a super cool question, actually. I'm really excited to answer answer this one. I think that I think my perception of melee ever dying, like in the grand scheme of things, I never thought it would. Just because you see like so many other like traditional fighting games still have huge communities or small grassroots scenes, like people are still playing Street Fighter Two, you know, Street Fighter, you know, Third Strike and all of that, like to this day in the arcade and stuff like that. So I don't think that like that was ever gonna be th- like a thing. I think Melee would like keep the same diehard group. What I think changed for me was whether Melee would ever die for me personally. And I think I always, like, thought that, like, when, like, I don't know, I had this dumb goal that I I wanted to, you know, I didn't, I got a, you know, my first job, and I really wouldn't, like, try to start building out my career until I made top 100, you know, and and obviously that changed as you you grow up, right, and and you learn to balance it and integrate it into your, like, day-to-day life, and I think that's when it really shifted was almost when we, you know, a year into our podcast where 
I started to realize that like melee was for, like forever going to be just that important in my life, whether it is as a competitor or as you know with the community and my friends or like something that I do to like reset myself in a sort of meditative way. And I think that is what really shifted in me is that I stopped trying to think of melee as like a okay, I only will have time for this. And, and then and then I'll have to give it up because I'll have to grow up and be an adult and get a job and you know have a family down the line and whatever it's it's something I'm starting to realize through our conversations through the 1v1 series that it's just gonna forever exist for me and in in my life in such a personal way and so will melee ever die for me I can say no and and that's why I've been able to like further my career and move out to NorCal and, and, and all of that while not being worried about making top 100, though that is still still the goal. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful answer because that's at this point, it's easy to see that, um, right, the game's not going away, especially you see a lot of other scenes with a lot smaller of like a base to shrink from, even when Melee, you know, shrinks or expands whatever the the cycle is um it's not going anywhere and that's that's pretty plain to see at this point um for, to answer the the question as it is because i want to talk about what you talked about too when did i think the game itself wouldn't die um has been kind of an up and down thing i mean when i first came out of school i wanted to p- put a lot of chips into the melee basket and be a content creator be a a, a top player be a top commentator and put a lot of time into that effort because I believed that um, in the core of Melee's like pipeline to success, that it is a worthwhile game to, to pursue creatively um, and the tangential opportunities that Melee gives will help me further my career, which is something I still believe and is probably more widely believed now as to the game itself surviving, you know, sometimes I thought that I was on a dying ship, but I was going to keep playing anyway. And then once Corona, I was on a upswing when HNC season one started, then Corona hit. I thought Melee's going to take a huge blow. Net play sucks. I, I can't do this. Then rollback came. And ever since then, it's been a huge up, up, up. Um, So it's hard. It's hard to really always think like Melee's never going to die. But I've had many different times where I was fully on the hype train, like this game's lasting forever. And currently I'm, I'm there. And if it could survive a pandemic right now, it could probably survive anything. Um, so I'm probably most firmly believing that now. For me, personally, just to quickly touch on that topic, um, I think once I first started playing and once I first started going to tournaments and had to come to terms with like all the other things I wanted to do with college and comedy and um, dating Ashley and, and different balances there. I kind of realized that Melee's never going to be the only thing because it's really hard for that to happen, but it can always be there, especially when combined kind of with what I said before of the time I put in will be worthwhile in the greater scheme. I'll develop skills and be able to fulfill myself creatively. So in that sense, much earlier on, I was like, this game is offers so much, especially as I was making lifelong friends through it. 
I'm like, this, this game's got everything, you know, it's, why would I ever quit if I can just pick it up and start playing or go to a friend's house and have the best partying experiences were with the game, not, not in my frat's basement, but at a buddy's house with eight of us getting hammered and playing the game. And it just beat every other situation was always there. So yeah, really early on was I realizing that the game will be in my life forever. Great question. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Next question. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one's, I think pretty quick. Uh, another, Dirty 30, only because Wolf came out yeah, recently. This question's so funny in context. Yeah, this was five days before Wolf came out. Uh, love it. So let's say five years for playing on a new rule set with some new stages in some way. Some guy mods Knuckles into the game, and he's sick. They're going to play a tournament with only Knuckles. What's the response to the community would be? What would be yours? And how do we, as a community, deal with this? Yeah, this question We're was... in it right now. We're five years ahead of time. We... We saw this question and and move time forward to talk about this. So, so funny. I think we already discussed like half of the points, but I think that like <laughs> it's weird to say. How do we answer this? We already we, we already answered it. I think we, we answered. I it. think we could. It's an amazing skip question, it. though. We could almost skip it because we we talked about it in uh in length, but we had to include it because they were all right, let's say five years. I don't know, some crazy amount of time. Yeah, Liter- how about five days? Literally five days later. It was announced. Um, so we saw the response of the community. And um, really, I think just to recap, there's going to be a sp- not a split, but like just a, a supplement, um, mm-hmm. like supplement brackets. Um, people are playing volleyball because it's still melee. So it's like, you are you know, it's still very similar. I think it's just um, and, and with Wolf, it's like just extra content, extra hype. Who cares if. Like mm. we're gonna have other tournaments with these bonus characters. It's it's all I think positive yeah. feedback from the community. So um, when I first read this question, actually, I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Maybe there would be a split. Maybe the community would be like, ah, I don't want to do this. But as we've seen, it's just been so so hype. Everyone has the best wolf. Everyone just has the best <laughs> yeah. wolf. Everyone, uh, everyone with a Twitter account has the best wolf. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I think SFOP made that tweet. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, hilarious. Um, okay, the, I love this last question. That I really want to get into, but we should go through. I think some of our more lightning round questions. Great idea. First. Great idea. So I'll. I want to. You ask the first yeah. one. I'll ask the second one. Uh, you you go first. You go first. Okay. Do you think that if going from melee to brawl? They wouldn't have removed wave dashing that the two communities would now be unified or do you think that the differences between the newer titles to melee would have mattered enough so that the communities would still have split up i think with wave dash it's not just wave dashing but the tripping i think if they didn't have if they had wave dashing and no tripping then there's a possibility of the two communities being the same but even then like we see finding game like finding game communities like still like people still play marvel too like yipe still hosts hosts a marvel 2 tournament and then other people also play marvel 3 right Right. and and no one plays no one plays the new marvel because it's trash but you know right i so i think like there's always going to be a split but will it be a little bit more like porous where people would go in and out of it definitely 100 percent. yeah um yeah i'll just say that if brawl came out and was pm 
Melee would be dead. And, easy. And yeah. no one if, would ever if, play it. Was it was PM, easy. And, yeah. and I'd be okay with that because whatever. Um, okay, you ask me the next one. Yeah, if you had two final smashes, what would they be? The same with a kill confirm. If I had, if I had a final smash, what would it be? Okay, it would be sitting someone down for a 1v1 and ranting for half an hour um, while they have to sit there during their own interview and listen to my opinions, and then they take uh, 69 damage. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know... I, I wasn't sure whether it was Final Smashes that exist or don't exist. Because I still like the Star Fox one. Oh, spawning a, a tank. A new one. Come on. A new one? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. can just take the Star Fox one. I, I don't want to kill confirm anyone IRL. I mean you know hey man but lightning round go go final smash honestly something kirby s dude i just i just want to spawn chopped cheeses and all my favorite foods chopped cheese ramen <laughs> unagi don unagi don like uh some good tacos some alpha store some lengua tacos add the guac in there yeah i want a chopped cheese so bad god damn it dude chopped cheeses are so good remember when i brought you on that wave yep. you're like what the fuck is a chopped cheese absolutely that was that was ugh, i missed that that apartment was a lot of fun yeah yeah good times <sighs> good times okay I, all right so this one i love this last lightning round one you suddenly stand in in, in sakura's bureau in the year 2000 you have a gun in your hand and it's pointed at him very violent very violent uh what do you ask for him to change i have a gun in my hand I'm pointing it at Sakurai in the year 2000. Okay. Sound like the Jonas Brothers song. <sighs> the year 3000. <laughs> I'm not even going to start attempting to play No, that. I know, I know. Um, I would say um, don't change. I, I would say you're – I have to ask him to change something. Um, I think this is a no-brainer. Funny enough, I would say finish game and watch. I I think that is the 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 first thought that goes into people's head because game and watch would be a solid mid tier. Yeah, he'd be fun, like a really good mid tier. Um, I would ask him to give up the rights to Smash. Oh my god, <laughs> that's release the IP that... or else. <laughs> That is seriously using your leverage of having the gun in your hand. Hey, look, what do you ask? Is there a better thing than just being, like, going back in time, releasing the IP, traveling back, hopefully everyone's fine, I don't think it's he, not a butterfly he does, effect? He doesn't own the IP, though. He's just a developer. That's fair. Well... <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, li- well, then, 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 then it takes a much darker turn. Lightning! All right, lightning! Because <laughs> here's the problem. Can't do anything about here's it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You need Sakurai for new Smash games. So that's the dark. That's the darkness of this question. Well, he's still making melee, so um, you can't kill him. Oh, right, right. Okay, he's two thousand, right? So. Yeah, 2001. Okay, okay, okay. So I guess that loophole... Alright, well, that was a dark turn I was thinking of. Uh, well, fun question. Oh, I don't want to talk about question. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting a little dark. It's getting a little dark. Okay, let's, uh, let's end on a high note. You ready for this? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, Will, what has been the hardest thing in Melee that you have learned or accomplished? What knowledge or goal 
did you get that carried the heaviest price? Let me know if you need more context to this question. I shouldn't have answered, asked that last part. No. Because I don't have the you context. Have All right. What was the hardest thing in Melee that you've learned or accomplished? What knowledge or goal did you that get carried? Did you, Wait, what knowledge or goal did you get that carried the heaviest price? Interesting. Wow. This is a good question. It's a little heavy. Um, yeah. Also, before before we answer that, I'm I'm just also gonna change my answer for the last question. It, it's 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 going to be uh, more stages. Okay. More competitive stages, and not pokey floats. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but I think okay. The hardest thing I've had to learn in melee or accomplish. I mean, I I don't think I think learning something is way harder than accomplishing something. Funny enough. I think for I mean it's it's just there's so many mental barriers you have to go through to improve in melee and and really I think the hardest thing that I'm still struggling with but I have gotten a lot better at especially over the last year is just my confidence and and we've said this in past episodes and stuff like that you know I th- I didn't think I really believed that I was a good player and that I w- would just like work hard and that's what got me through but I wasn't a good player in itself and I'm starting to I'm slowly starting to think that's not true or that's not it's just too simplistic of a point of view to really talk you know think about right and I think that is one of the most interesting things and like what qualifies as being talented at this game you know I think like one thing that I've realized is that I'm just like much more of a grinder than everyone else and that in itself carries me a lot you know um what knowledge or goal did you get that carried the heaviest price honestly i mean what price did i have to pay for anything you know i think that like i don't think i really have anything that i gave up to learn about melee or or goal that i did i think maybe like some financial stability like when i first moved to new york and stuff like that and and a lot of hours of sleep but aside from that like you know i don't think i gave up anything to in pursuit of melee Hmm. what about you jd i would say the hardest thing has wasn't a one thing i think every time i made the commitment to really improve over usually uh, be like a sprint over a month or two um it was just reprioritizing my life for that period of time and saying like this is important to me i'm going to train very hard there were a few instances of that um mm-hmm. over a few summers and um in i think sophomore year of college and when i first started there are just times where i'm like this is what i'm going to practice and i would wake up early and i would take care better care of my body during those times and i would be a little more disciplined with like responsibilities, homework or whatever it may be. And that was just, it was hard, you know, coming off of that and realizing like, that's the discipline I need to really get better. Cause I would see results, but I would also kind of ebb and flow out of that work ethic. And so I think on a, on a larger scale, it's kind of hard to, hard to realize that you, you can't really let off the brakes for long periods of time you could take 
you could take breaks, but you can't stop, you know, when it comes to any skill. And in melee, like I've seen that I've, my, my rate of improvement has gone down because I've been practicing less. And that's an understanding that has come with time and is the flip side of like practicing makes you better, you know? So I think that knowledge came with the price of um, a part of my ego. You know, there was, mm. when I first started, I had, I was the best in my high school. And that came with a bit of like, like a chest out, like, oh, I'm really good. Like, I was quite good for Central New York when I was coming up and I made like top 10 upstate PR at one point. Um, which well, I don't even know what that means because half the players were inactive, but you know, things like that at the time felt great because it was above where I started. And then over time it came with the knowledge of like, if I don't reprioritize or if I don't keep this on the forefront, then I won't achieve goals that I've once had for myself. And you kind of have to do a lot of reconciliation of like where you're at and what you want. And mm. that can be tough, but I think, yeah. I think it's, it's overall a, a good thing and a, a maturity that is really important. Yeah. Actually you talking made me think the thing about ego actually brought up, I think probably the priciest cost that I've had to, uh, to face Oh puppy or oh, little blip. That's a little blip. That's cute. Hey, Maple. All right, well, I'll talk then while you pet this, yes, this adorable dog. Uh, I think the biggest price that... And, and price because it just stunted my growth for so long is this idea of trying to be too opti- like too positive. You know, I've had lots of conversations with, like, Nico about this, but I always thought that, like... Because, you know, I came from Upstate 2. I saw the early rise of, of like, IVDW, and, like, he really got frustrated at the game, like a lot and so i think i was like oh well like that that you know you don't want to be mad about the game you know that's 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 not a good mentality and and i didn't really understood at that time what it meant to be a good mentality because he would he'd be frustrated about the game but he'd let his emotions out you know honestly and then grind for four hours five hours six hours afterwards you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. so that he doesn't make it And, and i didn't see that part you know i mean i didn't know him too well until like later on and so I think that was really big and and i really thought that you had to be really positive and optimistic with with the game even and take losses well to to be a good player and it's not that you it's not that that's a bad thing but like it's more of just like if you're not honest with yourself about how you feel in the moment then you're just faking being happy about it Mm -hmm. you know and and you're not being honest with your emotions that you are frustrated that something happened in game or that you lost or that you just weren't good enough on the day and i think that stunted my growth for a long long time in my early years of new york where i just thought that you had to be like really ultra positive and like you know about the game to 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 be improving and i think that is still a good trait in myself but but I just have a more nuanced view of it now Yeah. where if I am frustrated and stuff like that, uh, I'll, I'll be honest about it. And, and it's mostly like internal and I get quiet and you've seen when I get frustrated, but it's more of like, you know, I don't, obviously you shouldn't attack anyone or, or say anyone played bad or whatever. Like that's just being a sore loser. Right. But 
but yeah, it's really funny, especially because when I reverse three stocked Wizzy game two at Genesis, name drop. homemade waffles. Yeah, homemade waffles. Like because you know I housed him in New York, so we're we're friends and stuff. And he was like, yeah, like Will's the most positive smasher. Like I've never seen him get tilted. And I think I always watch that kind of funny, like laughing because. I think in that time where he saw me, I really was like super like that and big on the improvement grind. And I don't regret that, but I think I didn't look deep enough for it. Like I didn't understand the nuance of it. And when I kind of had to let that go and we started recording, that's when I kind of started making strides like that summer, you know, Mm -hmm. with alien gang and all the NJ tournaments into, into HNC right in early 2020. So yeah, it cost me a lot of time. I hear that, man. Toxic positivity um, is a is a tricky thing to get into sometimes. But as long as you're being honest, then the real positivity can come out. And I think it's still true. Like, there's there's something to be said about never seeing someone get tilted. Doesn't mean you don't get tilted. So you could still be right because I've never seen you get tilted. I've only I know you well enough to be like to to deduce it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you don't attack anyone, slander anyone, hurt anyone, you know, I think that's the that's where it goes wrong in terms of being tilted. But if you're angry at yourself, go go at it, you yeah. know. Well, right now, I think Zane and Sfat are probably the two mentality masters. Um, oh yeah, super super big shouts to both of them. Yeah. So cool. I mean, we got through all the the list of questions. We talked about one v ones. We talked about all the news and our in expectations and their recap pretty loaded episode man yeah great. No, lots lots of stuff that we talked about i think yeah i mean we're really getting into a lot of interesting discussions so i can't wait for next week honestly yeah at man this point. yeah we're gonna keep it rolling we're gonna have our 1v1 series be uh hopefully a big splash and you know i predict uh next week we're gonna have a bunch of new listeners coming in so discord keep your keep the welcoming party going appreciate all of yeah. you thank you for the questions and will i appreciate you yeah much love to everyone and and of course you man i love you man love you too buddy talk soon <laughs>